Welcome back, Inebriates. This is your humble host, Andy, as always. And we're headed into a spooky season, um, our favorite time of the year. Uh, kind of all our podcasts are starting to, to have an October theme. And just by chance, uh, I received an email that was intended for our friends over in America's hometown horror. But in uh, true podcaster form, I captured the guests for myself. And uh, so I'm joined by author John Minster. Welcome to the show, man. Thanks, Andy. It's great to be here. I really appreciate it. Yeah. And, um, you know, we love the guys over at America, America's hometown horror, but if we can get the guests first, we're gonna, <laughs> <laughs> um, so you got a new book. Um, is it out or is it coming out? It's coming out right now. It's, uh, with the publisher it's in, um, cover design and final copy editing. Uh, and it's supposed to, uh, the, the beta reader copies are going to mail out in about a month and mm -hmm. then, you know, hopefully by Halloween, it'll hit bookstore shelves. Nice. Yeah. So you're kind of down in a very historic area, which, you know, I kind of tend to take for granted sometimes, you know, growing up in, in Massachusetts, you know, we have Plymouth and Salem and all these historic places. Did you find any of that influenced you into the horror genre? Because I mean, where there's history, there's ghost stories. Oh yeah. That's a great question. Uh, absolutely. It, it's funny. I was a cub scout cub master for a number of years. Uh, the first speaker of the house, his last name is Muhlenberg, Friedrich Muhlenberg. Mm -hmm. His direct descendant Byron was one of my cubs. Okay. Uh, and the, the Muhlenberg, uh, homes and the, the country's first uh, Lutheran church, uh, uh, Augustus Lutheran church founded by this Muhlenberg uh, patriarch. Uh, I live in that town. Okay. Okay. Uh, but near me is Valley Forge Park, and we all know what that is. Mm -hmm. um, and the undertaker's daughter, the, it's set in Valley Forge Park. Um, oh, okay at least certain yeah. scenes. So yeah, it it's historic, but then if you ever get over to uh Israel and and Tel Aviv and Palestine and that area where I uh, I do business over there and then take a couple days to to view the that's it's a totally different vibe than what <laughs> Andy, you know, we're, <laughs> we're a couple of hundred years old over there. We're stretching back to the patriarchs, you know. Yeah. You're, you're walking the same literally the same steps as uh jesus of nazareth and king solomon and king david and you're 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 there so that's you know the totally different vibe but yeah i remember i was in uh sweden probably about 20 years ago and uh the tour guide brought us by this you know unassuming stone building that had this wrought iron sign out front she's like that's a pharmacy that's been a pharmacy for 600 years and it was just like <laughs> oh my god like so they sold leeches you know like, <laughs> like what, what else could they have possibly sold you know go tie this chicken to your leg you'll be better you know? <laughs> wow 600 years yeah i remember reading about nostradamus um he was into that mm -hmm. not just seeing the future but uh growing his own herbs and early cures so yeah i can imagine they had uh little <laughs> little clay containers filled with weird stuff yeah you know yeah how about that 
so when you're over there, is there the same kind? I, cause I, like, I really feel like anything in the United States where there's some sort of historical event, people are like, it's haunted. Is there that same kind of mentality overseas? Like, do they even think about haunting? Like, uh, well, that's a good question. I mean, basically no, uh, the, um, pre Islamic, you know, Islam took over a lot of that area in uh, 630 AD, February 15th or 12th, February 12th. That's when uh, Muhammad took over the uh, the Kaaba in in Makkah, which is now Mecca. Um, prior to that, uh, there was a heavy belief in in pagan uh forces all these different gods uh hubal and uza and you know it it's it, there's 30 40 different and and spirits out in the desert the jinn mm-hmm. uh which where genies came from genie in yep. a bottle uh so there was a heavy belief and and despite the fact that the conqueror muhammad in, you know brought islam to the arab world there's there's probably still a belief in spirits uh in that like palestine and 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 those areas uh, where i've i've toured uh and met lots of people yeah i'd say there's some but not in israel so much they're they're um uh the uh, the, the the jews aren't big on uh, you know spirits uh still with us haunting yeah. us uh but yeah, clearly in uh, in this area and the United States in your area. Oh my gosh, Andy! You know uh, Salem oh and it, all that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it'll be like the Seven Eleven down the street's haunted. You're like, it's three years old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we don't know it's haunted. I swear it's haunted. Yeah, that's constant. Yeah, yeah. They 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 claim here. There's a uh, near near me is uh, 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 General Wayne Inn. Um, sounds really familiar yeah general wayne from the revolution um and it's it's funny a friend of mine bought a house that was occupied during the revolution mm-hmm. um and he fixed it all up uh but it's um uh he he told me and and please keep in mind this friend of mine is worth a couple hundred million dollars uh he's a tech bro Okay. Uh, you know, he lives in California, but he has this house here. He's from Shamokin, Pennsylvania, originally. Um, and he's a former U.S. Marine sergeant, mm-hmm. and he's the most unspiritual, sober, serious man of this world that you would ever meet. Uh, he doesn't believe in ghosts, but um, when he was fixing the place up, he stayed there in this house, and I've been yeah. in it. Um. And it was occupied. It's got secret passages to, so the uh, they could protect themselves from local Lenape Indian raids and things yep. like that. So way back, sixteen oh nine, I think it was built. He said he he was asleep on his bed, and he kept waking up because he felt weight on the bed, like you know, and he's a bachelor. It's not like a wife or kid or something like that, or a pet. He doesn't like pets. So he felt this weight and, um, 
it kept waking him up every night. And he also has one window, like Amityville Horror window, sort yeah. of octagonal, um, where it's covered with blue, what are they, blue bottle flies year round, dead of winter, oh, it's covered yeah. in flies. Yeah. And he kept waking up from a old-fashioned bell ringing, a bell, mm-hmm. uh, like the old, uh, really old first-generation phones. Alexander Graham Bell phones and yeah. um, he would wake up and he took me in the basement and he showed me there was this old bell. It was these two metal circles with a maybe a magnetic, you know, toggle. Oh, that kind of like bounces back and forth. Exactly. Like yeah. the old alarm uh, yeah. uh, alarm clocks up in the ancient ceiling, you know, with all the horsehair mortar and all that. It was up there. It's been up there for, you know, a hundred years. That's the only bell in that house, and it would wake him up at night. No, it's not connected to any electricity or anything. Mm-hmm. So, again, you know, who knows? Who yeah. who really knows? I mean, he it spooked him out. He he stopped staying there until the renovation was complete. Um, but again, he's not a spiritual guy. Yeah. So, where did your appeal? Or your interest, I should say, in horror come from? Because I feel like horror people are extremely passionate about horror. Yeah, yeah. Well, it started at a very young age uh, with um, I, I, I don't know if I should say this, but um, um like teachers always said, high imagination. You know, mm-hmm. when I'm second grade, third grade, but it goes way deeper. Um, nightmares every night. I can remember nightmares I had when I was six or seven years old. They're almost like movie scenes that are like actual memories, memories of events that took place. I can remember them now. That's how clear they are from that age. I'm I'm almost 60. Um, And so you know, I would walk in my sleep. My parents would find me at the top of the stairs about to leap down like Superman. Uh, I was asleep, but mm-hmm. walking in my sleep, uh, dreaming about flying. So I have a very active day and night imagination. It, it's, it, it's just who I am. I still wake up and punch walls or not wake up, but punch walls, which wakes me up. Yeah. Uh, things like that. Um, and so it's always fascinating. me, and I read all these books, uh, Hardy boys, you know, whatever was available back in the sixties, seventies. Uh, and by age eight, I had read everything from HP, HP Lovecraft and oh, Edgar yeah. Allan Poe, yeah. you know, and I, I, I was hungry for more. And it wasn't until I was a early teenager that Stephen King, your neighbor started rolling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my friends and I snapped that stuff up. I mean, as soon as he came out with a book, one of us uh, had a little bit of allowance money. We'd buy it, read it, and then share it, and then get together. Yeah, yeah, and and talk about the scariest scenes. And so, uh, you know, I guess, uh, Andy, after reading a lot of so-called horror, I mean, people define it differently. Uh, A lot I see now what sells. Mm Mm-hmm are like romances with a ghost, you okay. know, uh, th- that there's a, and they call that horror. 
kind of the twilight type yeah romance yeah. type stuff yeah look at stephanie meyer her success incredible i mean you know um but it's all about it's really about these characters the uh cullens and the you know bella swan and and all that it it, it it's about love these are mm -hmm. love stories with with a dark edge and that's what sells but you know i'm like a clive barker stephen king guy yeah uh yeah i want hardcore horror i want to feel the tingle i i want to turn the lights out in my room and wonder what's in the shadows so that's that's where i headed with my writing undertaker's daughter probably has a little something for everyone in it you know there's love in it and there's a happy ending uh things like that but um you know there are hardcore horror elements as well and other stuff that i've written is truly meant to compete with king and barker and whatnot it's hardcore yeah and and that's my true passion so yeah it, it's this interesting um where i mean true horror is a is about kind of scaring yourself into that you know adrenaline rush or the that fight or flight feeling why we like to do it is a whole nother story but somehow there's a, a, a subsection of fans that do romanticize it in a way. And, mm -hmm. you know, in, you know, it's even as far back as, you know, Dracula for some reason, you know, the monster that would come in and drain your life was somehow quote unquote sexy. Yeah. It, it's, it's a very strange dichotomy. It, it is. And, and there are many, many consumers of that of the the vampire uh chronicles and you know you look at the book covers it's a uh handsome young man with uh you know eight pack abs and, yep. and oiled yeah. and, you know uh light and shadow uh and the and this is horror but you know supernatural horror with gore and all that that's i guess it's a smaller audience yeah but that's and, that's where i dance <laughs> and it's also like uh the thing that i've been watching a lot of lately is kind of taking it in the opposite direction it is kind of um taking that what should be horrific and and finding what's funny about it is you know things like Shaun of the dead and uh things we do in the shadows and I mean, Shaun of the dead is great because it starts off really funny but then becomes pretty scary by the end yeah yeah i agree now let me ask you since obviously you watch uh horror i don't know how much you read we can get to that but um what horror movies did you brought out that tingle you know that that tingle of fear so i don't read a lot um uh i'm a for regular listeners um from what I have pieced together, I am dyslexic and no one ever told me. Um, so reading is not enjoyable. Um, so I, I am a big movie fan and I, I don't know if I've watched anything in a long time. That's given me the tingle, but the one that used to freak me out the most as a kid was any movie that started with based on a true story. Mm hmm because I didn't realize how vague that statement really is. Yep. So, you know, me 12, 13 or whatever, I'm like, Oh my God, this is real. Yeah. You know? And, and that, that was the stuff that would keep me up at night. And, 
you know, give, give me the shivers. And so it was that idea that the, this is not a movie, but a retelling of what actually happened. And then as an adult, you're like, okay, so that can be a really vague statement. You can be like, oh, there's a guy, John, in the movie, and there's a guy, John, in the real town that's based, air quotes, on a true story. Right. Uh, they could be really vague about it. And, you know, it's all, you know, if the boot, if the, the bed moves a foot on the floor in the movie, it's flying across the room, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's that kind of like, okay, it's dressed up for cinema. So I don't know whether just in my old age, I got cynical that I'm just like not as scared. And, um, but slasher stuff never scared me to me. That was just too unrealistic. So I think it's, it's the idea that, I think if I was going to, Oh, Oh, I know exactly what gives me that. Um, and I don't know if you'd consider it hard, uh, black mirror, black mirror. I don't know if I saw that. So black mirror. um, it was on Netflix. I think initially started off on BBC and it's more sci-fi than horror. Okay. But it is so, it is one of those things that it's set in the very near future. And it's so close to where we are now that it's just a slight divergence. So um, there's in every episode is independent, kind of like Twilight Zone, mm-hmm. but they definitely kind of live in the same universe. So there'll be certain technologies that'll be shown in one episode that carries over into another, but none of the characters are the same. Right. And there's like an episode where um, they have a social media app that you rate your interactions with other people on like a five star, you know, one through five stars. And you can do it like constantly. If you bump into me in the street, I can instantly rate you. But then how it gets like horrific is if your rating drops too low, you can't have a certain job. If your rating drops too low, you can't live in a certain place. People won't invite you to their wedding because your rating's too low. And it's this how social media can completely influence your life at with like how we are now, but on, on steroids to the point where you're like, Oh my God, this could happen. Sure. In five years. And it, to me, that's the scary part is like, Oh, that. Oh could yeah. And, and there's just, there's so many weird, you know, uh, there's another one where they're testing, um, kind of like a, almost like a VR video game and the guy kind of gets like absorbed into the game. It's, it's really, really good. And I find it very disturbing. I don't know if I'd call it hard, but it definitely gives me those kind of chills where if I'm not in a good headspace that day, I'm not watching it because just, I'll just be like, what's the point? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So. Well, sounds like uh, it is real in China. With the social credit score yeah, system. Yeah, it's that yeah. kind of that same same uh thing. And um it, it's yeah, it's kind of, it's it's very good but disturbing. If you're gonna watch it, skip the first episode. Go back and watch it later. Oh yeah, yeah. The first episode is not an accurate representation of how good the show is. Uh, wow. Yeah, no, that that's that's interesting. It's you you just gave some insight into what gives you the tingle and and it's it's reality you know mm-hmm. you it, th- i agree you know the supernatural uh, all of my stuff has a supernatural element yeah 
um, uh, because it could happen and you can't, as reader, you cannot prove that it can happen. Right. Right. But yeah, just campy stuff. Uh, you know, werewolves. Uh, I have my own theories of where, where the werewolf legend started with the original, uh, you know, Ed Gein or whatever, uh, some serial killer, and they couldn't believe it's one of their own town members that's Ed, tearing Ed Gein, up their. Uh, was that Leatherface? Yeah. 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 Well, Leatherface was based on the real serial yeah, killer. Yeah. yeah. Or, or Dahmer, you know, I mean, humans don't change. We don't evolve. We've been the same for, you know, thousands of years. Mm -hmm. So you, you've had, you had people that preyed on others back then. Sure. And they would, uh, you know, and they, people didn't travel like they do now. It was one of their own in a village that was doing these horrible things. So they couldn't possibly accept the fact that it was one of their own. So they created werewolves you know yeah. uh so my apologies if anyone is a werewolf fan watching this right now and you love those stories i the some are really good stephen king's cycle of the werewolf and oh yeah sure you know stephanie meyer's uh play on werewolves but let's face it it's you know i like reality and yeah. uh those are too abstract for me it's you know it can't happen yeah and it, it's what you're saying is a very interesting uh, point you know like in ye old times not only did you not have the forensics that you could be like oh that's a, a human bite or a dog bite or a knife wound or you know you had some guy who you know was selling leeches during the day and he was the doctor and you know if he looked at it and said oh that looks like a giant dog bite everyone goes okay and yeah, that's the end of the end. That's the end of the story. So you know, yep. it's it, it's so much easier <laughs> to kind of convince. And they, you know, it, it's the more you learn, the more you know. But if you don't have the ability to learn, you just kind of have to. Well, that guy seems to know what he's talking about, and so the legend spreads. But the the another exactly thing, another thing that I really like in horror movies is um, don't try to explain it. Like if it's a zombie movie, don't try to explain where the zombies come from. I'm here to see a zombie movie. Right. When, you know, you're trying to come up with an exp a, a quote unquote realistic explanation of where the zombies come from. You can just be like, oh, um, disease. Experiment gone wrong. But like when you really try to like break it down and get scientific. No, I get it. I'm here to see a horror movie. Don't waste my time with over explaining or. I think some of the best monsters are the monsters you hardly see, you know, cause then your mind fills in what exactly. scares you opposed to they show you the monster and you're like, Oh, that just looks silly. <laughs> <laughs> Godzilla see the zipper. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or just, you know, the special effects guys, like this is what scares me. And you're like, yeah, I'm fine with bugs. Bugs don't scare me. That's not scary at all. <laughs> so it, it, it's being scared. is such a personal thing. Yeah. So how do you write to scare people when it is so personal? Like, how do you, do, I mean, do you just kind of write what scares you and hope it, it translates or. Yep. That's exactly, you nailed it. It It's uh, being uh, a hardcore uh, jaded lifetime horror fan. Um, I write 
to scare myself, to entertain myself. And if somebody else is entertained by it, win-win, you know, uh, but you're right. So I, yeah, I don't write to any one particular group. What do you, what genre do you find scary? Obviously it's not werewolves, but I mean, is it the slasher? Is it, you know, more of a ghost type thing? Like wh- what? Demons. Okay. Demons, uh, spirit world, uh, dark spirits. Uh, you know, th- this is a, a lot of people believe in God, mm-hmm. uh, in billions of people. Um, not so much over in Asia, but, you know, certainly other continents, they believe in either the God, uh, 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 the Christianity and Jews, Judeo-Christian God or the, uh, you know, Islam, Allah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they and they think about it, I, I believe, but they don't think about his fallen angel, the opposite number. They give almost no thought to that. They don't talk about that. It's almost like he's convinced the world that he doesn't exist. Uh, But if you believe in uh, the Old Testament and some believe in the New Testament and the Quran, uh, then you you necessarily have to believe in the opposite numbers uh, and and the demons. And and so that that scares me because I believe they're real. Mm -hmm. Um, They. uh, they exist. They've, uh, they're, they don't, um, they, there are stories of possession, like you said, the bed moves or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yeah, I was trying so, to remember what ghost story it was that I watched as a kid and I was probably too young, but it was one of those, you know, ghost story based on a true story and just scared, scared me for months. Yeah. yeah. Well, what did you think of um, uh, I Am Legend with Will Smith and Alice Braga? And- I thought it was entertaining. I think the um, I think it's one of those movies where they relied too much on CGI yeah. and it hurt it because it, you know, it, it ruins that suspension of disbelief right. when you look at the zombie and go, oh, I mean. I can tell that's computer generated. Yep. Um, some of the most frightening zombies. Um, and, you know, I'm sure when uh, the American hometown horror guys listen to this episode, I'm going to get text messages being like, they're not zombies. But in uh, 28 days later. Yeah. You know, yes, they're infected, not technically zombies, but the idea of these mindless creatures that, at run unfettered like they as fast as they can run without even thinking about because there's some point where like your brain is going to be like don't do that you're going to hurt yourself (laughs) so they're that is shut off so they're just going full bore at you and you can't touch like any fluid any bite is going to infect you and and that it's pretty scary. And it's one of those like that could, I don't think it could happen to that degree, but you know, we just lived through a pandemic. So it's like, you, you know, yeah. obviously disease can spread pretty, you know, significantly. And so it's, it's like that, that's kind of one of those, it's an over-exaggeration, but grounded in reality. So yeah, like, they were scary. Yeah. 
Yeah, I agree. Totally. It's, uh, and that's, that's going to get an audience that includes you, you know, when there's mm -hmm. that, the possibility that this could happen. And, uh, I, I think that's what every horror writer should go for, but, um, there's a, a an ass for every seat and a, a seat for every ass, but no artisan can create a one size fits all seat. So yeah, mm -hmm. right. And, so. and when you try to, it tends to water it down. Yeah, you know where it's not scary to anybody. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, and like you say, my my son, um, he calls it gore porn. Yep. You know, yeah. Saw and all these mm -hmm. uh, that also falls under the horror genre, but it's it's uh, splatter, yep. splatter punk and, and, and all that. Um, but could it happen? Sure. Uh, but, you know, I believe in defending myself, so <laughs> it's not going to happen to me. It doesn't scare me. Yeah, it, it's, <laughs> one of those, it's probably out of all the horror types, that type of thing probably has happened more than anything else yeah. you know with jeffrey dahmer you mentioned earlier um but it just seems so unlikely i guess and because the movies ramp it up and like i love house of a thousand corpses it's a fun movie oh yeah but um oh, yeah you know it just I, i've never you know hell there's a there's an annual clown convention in plymouth and it doesn't bother me at all um <laughs> <laughs> but I love hanging out when they're in town and watching people lose their, their minds. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, Some people uh, are afraid of clowns. Yeah. And it's, yeah. uh, it's, it's coming back. It'll be the first year back after COVID. And, uh, my favorite thing to do is just go out that night and uh, where I live in Plymouth, there's 40 bars and restaurants within like a mile strip of these two streets. So like, it's just, there's tons of people there. And you just find a good spot and you sit at a bar and order yourself a beer and then just watch these unsuspecting people as waves of clowns come into the hangout and have beers themselves and do balloon animals for like no reason. <laughs> it's just it's the most surreal experience. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, why don't you do a, a cast about it? You know, just bring a decent Sony one shot or sure shot or something and uh, post it. That'd be uh, it is. I'd, definitely I'd on my love to watch that to do this year. <laughs> I would love uh, to watch that. Yeah, it, it's just it's so bizarre. And I mean, it, it right then there. I mean, it's the perfect, you know, have a murder clown in, in a in a murder convention or in a clown convention and goes around and, you know, cause trouble and. Actually, they, um, now that I think about that, there was supposed to be a horror movie that was shot here in Plymouth, and Plymouth was like, no, thank you, because it was going to take place at the Thanksgiving Day Parade. <laughs> and so, that you know, yeah, at the top, people like, that's a bad look. But uh, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but I'm in fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, elected officials. Oh, yeah. boy. Yeah, that's uh, a friend of mine, a uh, good friend for over 20 years. Uh, his name's Anthony Massey. You can IMDB him. Uh, Why do I a, know that name? Well, he's a, he's a pretty major Hollywood uh, horror movie producer. Okay. Um, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Oh, sure. Yeah. <clears throat> that was him. Uh, he's got uh, Hellraiser Evolutions and, and uh, some Halloween movies, and he's best friends with uh, um, 
uh, you know, Devil's Rejects there, Rob Zombie, mm-hmm. uh, House of a Thousand Corpses, etc. Uh, so uh, for Undertaker's daughter, he's he's going to receive the arc and give a quote for the cover. Oh, no. Nice. Uh, but yeah, I mean, um, he and I've had these discussions like me and you. And uh, I and what he finds scary is complete. I thought I am legend was plausible, you know, a virus yeah. and and uh, and the the lack of music. It just the solitude, the quietude. Yeah, you know it. it, it the suspense and when and when Will Smith uh, his character enters that building chasing his german shepherd Mm -hmm. and he comes across that nest of those dark seekers just huddled together and he tries to back up breathing yeah yeah the breathing yeah Yeah. i thought that was one of the most suspenseful moments in horror movie history just because of the silence and the quiet and the suspense you know um yeah but but massey with you know he he thinks you know uh what was that Valentine? Black Valentine deadly or something? Valentine? Yeah, 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 yeah. Something like that. Uh, my deadly Valentine. Yeah. He thinks that stuff is scary. So, yeah, there's no pleasing everyone. Clowns. I I do have adults, uh, sober adults. Um, you know, with uh, uh, corporate pharmaceutical corporate jobs you know mm-hmm. and they're terrified of clowns yeah it, it's very very common and i was oh what was i watching i was watching something recently and they basically linked you know because i mean clowns used to be like kids entertainment you know yeah and they're like where did that switch happen and they linked it back to um uh games See that? Oh, no, no. Uh, John Wayne Gacy. John Wayne Gacy. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Killer and clown. And, yeah. And they're like, because at that point, so many parents like went overboard where they're like, you know, and every, I think every town had that rumor where there's like, oh, there's someone in a van with a clown mask abducting kids. And so yeah. like built into like our society, this fear of clowns. And it's really interesting that that's very plausible. Yeah. Because I, I was a young man uh, when Gacy was uh, first nabbed, you know, and the news yeah. broke. And, and I remember my young friends and I were using him to scare each other. Sure, yeah. You know, because one, one of his victims escaped and talked about, you know, anal rape and all that he was uh, experienced on, in Gacy's uh, control. And uh, we would scare each other with that. Uh, you know, like Gacy's gonna get you. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah. And, then, <laughs> and then like that builds into like you know that that fear of clowns. And, yeah. Um, uh, a podcast I listened to uh, called Monster Talk. It's a great, uh, great show. They've actually uh, been on our uh, podcast, and um, they do. And it's a basically a scientific look at why there are monsters with a real passion like they love cryptids they don't believe in them but they're like you know these are kind of the steps that happen these are you know the interesting things and it's amazing how much pop culture affects that sort of thing and um they there's been people who've tracked the Loch Ness Loch Ness monster never they couldn't find a, a real reference of the Loch Ness monster until King Kong came out 
and in that you know movie there's the dinosaur similar to that and um you know i've always said that not always but recently have gone under the idea of the whole idea that there's reptilian aliens that live amongst us never heard of that until v happened mm-hmm. you know so mm-hmm. it, it becomes like this which came first the chicken or the egg you know did the idea exist or are you know someone watched the movie and go oh my god i think that's really what's happening uh, yeah you know yeah it's it's um i just remember going to a drive-in uh in plymouth meeting pennsylvania yeah uh as a kid and i drove a orange toyota pickup truck with a cap on the back and i had like two or three couples in the back and rolling we around went, in the back yeah 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 you know <laughs> so we only had to pay for me and yeah. uh you know uh, and uh we backed the truck up to the speaker and hung it there and sat on the tailgate or wherever and all watched zombie this movie called zombie yeah and it was pretty scary you know um because zombies weren't that novel uh, or were novel uh, at that time you know mm-hmm. the i guess they were born out of um you know uh like uh, the jamaican um voodoo voodoo practices yeah yeah you know it was still sort of uh, an unexplored area at that time uh and now you know, you've got the walking dead series and all these movies we talked about in world yeah. war z with starring brad pitt you know um which is the, a which is an underrated movie it is but has nothing to do with the book man like <laughs> exactly yeah exactly yeah it's a great movie uh, yeah. i i always watch it when it comes on rotation but um um still it it's like like you say zombies have now become and zombie apocalypse you know you you have these uh, desert storm vets uh, uh hunkering down with uh, guns ammo and and survival kits uh friends of mine um you know uh former you know marines that saw action mm-hmm. and uh even they as as hardcore uh survivalists uh refer to the zombie apocalypse yeah you know, uh, it's become a ubiquitous part of society now, this zombie thing. So, yeah, it's I don't know how scary you can make it anymore. I mean, it has been done, overdone and done to death. Oh, sure. My my sister was house shopping and uh, her husband and my nephew, every house that they toured, they were like <laughs> coming up with their zombie defense plan yeah <laughs> you know right you know it's just and it's fun to talk about and and you know and i don't know i'm kind of an ass so i kind of like to get people going and so when someone's like super serious about it, they're like oh what would you do i'm like oh i wear i'd wear a pink shirt because zombies <laughs> zombies can't bite through a pink shirt and they're like no they can't and i'm like no they can't and and it's just like that idea of like it's a made-up thing so any made-up thing i say you know and it, it's it's entertaining for me to irritate people i guess you know? <laughs> that's awesome yeah oh man it's just like it, being in massachusetts it's such a crazy sports town and i'm not oh, a sports yeah. person so anytime someone's like blah 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 tom brady i'm like wait he's the one that cheats right and they lose their mind you, know? <laughs> <laughs> you don't say that there oh yeah you do <laughs> oh no i would never yeah 
I would never. No, I, I, I love it. It's a great state. Um, my son graduated from Brown University in 2014. He, he, he might have been a, a computer science and he yeah. might have been a junior or maybe it was a senior year, but he, he got an apartment. There's a, a street directly across Mass Ave from um, Berkeley School of Music. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's an apartment building and a head shop. And that's it. And he lived in that apartment building nice. uh, for uh, to intern at TripAdvisor for a summer yeah. and guest teach at MIT uh, there in Cambridge. But, um, you know, I would be up there all the time visiting him and. I found the most amazing thing were the rats. So apparently the big dig, mm -hmm. you know what that is? Oh, Obviously yeah. Yeah. the, the Calan and the Sumner tunnel and they dug everything up. The rats had, they disturbed their ecosystem. They had no place to go. So they're, they're living among people. Yeah. And I have photos, you know, I captured it on my cell phone. Uh, his garbage uh, dumpster was around back and at night, I had to go carry a, a bag of trash out and um, I disturbed thousands of yeah. rats and their little eyes that, that reflect like the, the light, white yeah. light, thousands, big rats. So yeah, they I can mean, be pretty scary too. <laughs> well, yeah. Even I mean, though they don't, they want nothing to do with you. It's just the idea. Yeah. Yeah. They run, but they're, they're uh, in the words of uh, a pulp fiction, they're um, Jules, uh, filthy animals. And yeah. uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. And, uh, and who knows rabies. That's a problem everywhere in the Northeast, sure. you know? Um, and it's, it's funny. You mentioned rats during uh, uh, the COVID lockdown. We had a pretty solid rat problem in my neighborhood because I live so close to the downtown area where there's tons of bars and restaurants. So the rats had plenty to eat, but during lockdown, they were all closed. So they started like going further and further and further out. And my Ooh. landlady one day is like, Oh, look, a squirrel. I'm like, that's not a squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not a squirrel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, I could see the evidence of, uh, the, the government trying to deal with it. Um, uh, there were those giant bait triangles, yep. mm -hmm. but what I saw were the rats, some rats would eat the bait and die and the other rats would drag them out. The and then they'd use that trap as a home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, man. Any port in a storm, right? <laughs> yeah. They're everywhere. I, well, that was a number of years ago. He's 30. Oh, now. big dig was a long time ago. Yeah. 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 He's just turned 30. So, uh, yeah, it was a while back. Um, but yeah, I'm hopefully it's gotten better. They've dealt um, with it. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I mean, that's pretty much over that whole construction thing. So yeah, I but I, I haven't heard anything. I'm sure they're still, the rats didn't go away. They're just probably not as visible. Yeah. Yeah. They, they left again, hopefully. Um, but yeah, Mass is uh, uh, one of my favorite states, especially at this time of year. Yeah, probably the most beautiful fall foliage uh, you'll ever see is you know uh, Mass, Springfield. What, what's that? Eight, uh, eight, is I want to say ninety or ninety. Oh yeah, ninety. Yeah, the Mass bike. Yeah. Yeah, but but there's it cuts up. Springfield's on your right. It cuts up into uh, like Chittenden, Vermont. Oh, okay. But, 
that's absolutely the the most beautiful display of leaves and Pennsylvania has its share, you know, we have yep. Jim Thorpe and the Pocono mountains, but nothing, nothing compares to yeah, mass you, Vermont you got the, border. You got the muter museum. Oh yeah, we do. I love the muter museum. <laughs> For our listeners who don't know what that is, go check it out. It is, uh, it's an interesting afternoon. I, I, I have to like the, uh, the giant impacted bowel. Yep. That's yeah, an interesting one. That's the a soap phase. lady. The soap lady. <laughs> yeah and uh there's ben franklin's stuff is in there you know some of yeah. his uh experiments and yeah that so you so you've been to philly yeah oh well my um my mother is from philly my grandmother uh used to live in flower town oh okay and uh so I, as a kid we went down at least once a year but um the muter museum i'd heard about and my son was uh, performing with marching band down in um, Washington. So I had gone down to see him perform there and I dragged a friend of mine with me and I'm like, dude, we're going to stop, you know, on the way back in Philly and spend the night. We're going to go to the Muter museum and he's like, all right, whatever. <laughs> and uh, it was like the highlight of the trip. It was so much fun. Um, so I got like my Muter museum sweatshirt and it's, it's, it's a litmus test for weird people. Cause like, yeah. Every once in a while, someone will be like, oh, my God, I love the Muter Museum. I'm like, all right, you're my kind of weird. (laughs) Well, young people that are think they're in love, like a guy, guy has a crush on a girl. um, He should take her there and see if she has a sense of humor or not. Yeah, that'd be a great test. Oh, for sure. Um, But like, I'm I'm fascinated. Like, I grew up on Ripley's Believe It or Not. And um that's incredible. All these shows that kind of like highlighted the weird and macabre. And so it's always been a fascination of mine. And so, you know, I have like, I don't know, half dozen skulls at home of various creatures and whatnot. And I have a friend of mine that um, she used to work for animal control. So she has pelts and skulls and whatnot and uh, invited me over um, to like a little, you know, a little outdoor fire pit kind of thing. And, um, so I'm hanging out there with her boyfriend and she had just gotten home and I brought this lady friend of mine with me and she comes around the corner and she's holding a skull and she looks up at this girl and she's like, Oh shit. I didn't realize there's real people here. And the girl <laughs> I was with goes, Ooh, dead thing. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. And it's like, the, yeah, those are the, those are my people, you know, that, that find Same. that stuff intriguing and interesting and, you know, you know, we're so divided as a country on along these dumb lines, you know, politics and religion and all these things. One thing I've learned with all my networking in this horror world yeah. is that it's one tent and you have you have your, uh, you know, far right, your far left politically, mm-hmm. um, you have uh straight gay and everything in between uh trans lgbtq uh you have churchgoers uh moms with three kids um uh who uh you know and and just the full gamut and they're all united in horror so i belong to these facebook groups and instagram all that other stuff that divides us is never talked about. All we talk about is the horror and, yeah. and, 
you know, people with bones in their noses and yeah. a thousand piercings and body tattoos to your preppies. And we're all united by horror. It's the coolest world. Yeah. Horror sure. world. Yeah. And it's, it's, you're right. It is a big tent. And I always feel like you have the far right and the far left are screaming and everyone else in the middle is like, shut up. We're trying to have a conversation. <laughs> yeah. You know? And it's like, it may be about horror, maybe about something else, but it's just like, you know, it's, it's so much of its noise to be noise. You know, yeah. to, get people, to get people scared. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And, and or try to bully people into thinking the way you think and feel the way you feel. And that, that, that's a useless thing. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you can't uh, preach to the converted or whatever. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, it, it's horror is uh, we all, there's a primordial urge to feel a little tingle of fear, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, I don't know why, but it's, it's in all of us. Uh, weird, yeah. Imagine the campfires 10,000 years ago wearing skins, telling scary stories in a click language uh it's it's part of us yeah so yeah and i mean I to this it. day one of my favorite things to do is scare, scare you know scare someone not <laughs> in a creepy way but you know um you know i'd i'd be walking down the hall and my ex-wife would be in the bathroom and i'd hear the shower shut off and i would just stand at the door like almost my nose touching the door just stand and wait <laughs> and then she'd open the door she'd be like, ah! and she'd be like all right cool my day's done you know that's super fun i don't know why it's, I, I you know, agree. And, I, and I kind of feel like everybody does that to people because it's, you know, it's fun. It's silly. And when it happens to you, you get that initial like, oh, my God. Right, right, right. <laughs> Don't scare. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I buy these animatronics. Uh, I haven't done it in years since my son lived at home, but um, uh, uh, Halloween animatronics that mm-hmm. are sound activated and they pop out giant spider, a uh, ghoul. Uh, another thing uh, that rises up and it's all, you know, motion or sound sensitive. Yeah. So we'd sit there with the uh, movie camera uh, and uh, lighting was bad and, and <laughs> we'd record it and share it just among friends. You know? Right. Yeah. The stuff never got well, on that, the social media. I, I was going to say that's that unfortunate. I was going to say on TikTok, that's probably a huge thing now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, of course. Uh, but no, we just did it to entertain a small group. But I, I'll never forget this group of uh, girls. And some of them were like tweens, you know, they were yeah. 12, 13, whatever. Uh, they were articulate. They weren't just screaming little kids. And uh, they set off all this stuff outside my front door. And I, I heard the one girl say, I have never been so scared in my whole life. And I'm like, yes, open yeah. the door, let her take all the candy, you know, yeah. goal achieved, you know? Yeah. I want to scare people. Yeah. It's fun. It is right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why it just is. It, it just yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. But um, John, where can people go uh, to find Undertaker's daughter when it comes out? So the publisher uh, is, uh, they're going to put a presale link uh, up. But it's Hellbender Books, hellbenderbooks.com. And also my website, johnjamesminster.com. And the usual places, uh, Amazon and whatnot. But I would say the best thing to do is go to your local bookstore because Mm -hmm. they need money. The pandemic 
crushed them. I mean, several of my friends went out of business. Mm -hmm. Uh, They had to sell the business because people weren't coming around. So I would go there first. And if they don't have it on the shelf, just ask them. They can order it through Ingram. That's the channel that books are sold Ingram. Uh, They can order it. And um, that's the best way. Support your local bookstores. Nice. So the Undertaker's uh, daughter. I'm going to say to Mike, Matt, Cat and Andrew of America's Hometown Horrors. Ha ha, I got them first. Um, <laughs> Only and... Mike reads anyway. <laughs> That's true. Um, I'm pretty sure the rest of them can. No, um... they, they said they read their phones. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, so we're, I think it was like episode 309 or something like that. And it's always bothered me that we didn't have a sign off. One of my favorite podcasts is uh, Sawbones. And at the end, um, the host always just closes with, don't drill a hole in your head. And um, so it always bothered me. I didn't have a sign off. And then I realized I'm just lazy. So my new thing is I'm going to have the guests give us a sign off. So just give us a sign off. That thing under your bed that you've been afraid of all these years, it's real. And tonight's probably the night it's going to come up and eat you feet first, alive and screaming. And thanks for checking out the show today, listeners. Uh, if you enjoyed the content today, you can go over to patreon.com slash to support the show. You can join over there for just a few dollars a month and help us provide this fun content that you just checked out. You can also email us at inebriart.com with your questions, complaints, and concerns, or you can find us on all social medias at inebriart or at inebriart6 on Instagram. And also don't forget to check out our other shows, Bar Talk Podcast, Old Colony Cast, Inebriart, and all the other shows on the Inebriart Network, which you can find at inebriart.com. Thanks again for listening.